Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Amanda Dearman. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. And if you want to see Brian explain some shit, some hilarious shit today, check out the Betches Up Instagram page because we've released this morning our second episode of our Save 2020 series. It's hosted by Brian, who takes you through why every single vote is important. This is definitely the one to send to, and we get DMs from you guys like, I don't know what to tell my friend who really doesn't see the point in voting. This is definitely the video to send them. It goes through like all the teeny weeny things that are affected by voting that actually have a huge impact. And like, if you look really closely, Mitch McConnell has appointed like hundreds of judges already. And if Trump gets another four more years, that's basically going to change the bench and our rights for an entire lifetime. And these videos are so, so funny. So they're a great way to introduce your friends to like the subject matter. It's a great series. Definitely pass it along to your, your friends and relatives. Yeah, I mean, if twenty, if Trump, I don't want to say wins, but if he continues to be in power, yeah. the rest of our lives, the, like, right, the rest of our lifetimes are fucked. And like, what else do you have other than your lifetime? Like, you just have literally you just have that. So literally, literally, thing. yeah. Yeah. But we do have some good news. Um, shop Betches and the Betches Sup. As you know, we sell fun election merch through Shop Betches and we donate a percentage of the proceeds to the ACLU Voting Rights Project. And we just want to let you know that your purchases, your hard-earned cash, you have raised $6,500 for the ACLU in the past six months. So that is really amazing. And you did that with your, you know, and then you get a really fun thing. Totally. Oh my God. I have so much of it. Half of that is me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. Same. I'm like, oh, it this. sounds like this. so much money when you say $6,000. It's so exciting. And we're going to keep it going. So we're going to yeah. keep it going through the election. Yeah. We are like, I mean, I love like funny political clothes. So we are, you know, we're going to come keep coming up with funny phrases, more things you can wear on election day or beyond, because as we're about to discuss, I don't think it's just going to be one day. Just before we start, though, um, we want to talk about one more exciting piece of good news, which is that Betches just launched a new Instagram account yesterday called at Betches Moms. So any mothers, expectant mothers, mom curious individuals, feel free to take a look. Awesome. Um, We're already like over 10,000 followers and like less than a day and the content's going to be really funny. So The content's awesome. If you like mom TikTok, you will like Betches moms. And we have, we have um, a lot of young mom followers. One messaged me uh, last week <laughs> joking that uh, she regretted naming her two-year-old son Tucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because of the poor behavior by Tuckers. But um, I know there's a lot of crossover with that audience. So we'll be doing lots of stuff for them. All right. Speaking of future generations and their lives, this election is in 
full swing as voters are starting to receive and return their absentee ballots. And of course, where mail-in ballots go, drama follows. So in North Carolina, it's looking like about 2% of the 10,000 ballots already mailed uh, have been rejected, 2%. Uh, a lot of the issues uh, revolve around signature matches. So there are lawsuits across the country in which Republicans almost exclusively Republicans are arguing that mail-in ballots without an exact signature match should be thrown out immediately. Caitlin has talked a lot about this ridiculous policy on the podcast. And yeah, it's insane. If your signature does, I don't... Have you ever signed something the same way? I was going to say, I... I have terrible handwriting. I've never had like a cute... I don't even have a cute signature. I, I don't like have a signature. I just like scribble. Well, now yours is going to be even longer. No, shorter. Shorter, shorter. Yeah, shorter. that's true. Uh, no, it's like it's... Uh, I just don't... It's just... Like, you should just do that block letter S and just, ju- just do that. Oh, that'd be so funny. Then give you a really good signature match. <laughs> like, right. It can only be one person. Right, um, right. But yeah, uh, no. It, the idea of a signature match is like so outdated like when your signature was safe like when your my grandmother like when I, when who literally wouldn't go on the internet because she didn't want to give her credit card numbers yeah. um she wouldn't buy anything on the internet she when i was younger was like you don't show anyone your signature it's like oh yeah so i think the idea of signature match is sort yeah. of like retro like it did mean That's something at one point it like yeah. it, it, it was private at one point because when you didn't know 30 bajillion people people didn't know things like what your signature looks like. So it carried some value if you, so someone couldn't like just make it up. Also people used to learn cursive in school. So they like actually. Right. We used to, right. We used to have this place a lot more value on handwritten communication, like whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, as you're talking about it, it sounds like, so Democrats now everyone signs through DocuSign, which is like a fake font. So exactly. I don't have a signature. It was always like eventually in my 30s, I'm sure I'll have a signature. No, I haven't signed anything IRL. I cannot remember the last time that I did. Uh, I got my driver's license updated and I signed my driver's license. And I guess that's what I'm going to use to vote, but it's not a signature. It's a scribble. Okay, wait, I signed my ketubah and the pen was like, it got stuck on the like the paper and it literally looks like, I'll send you a picture. It looks like it doesn't, it's not a signature. It's just- Do you have, oh my God. It's fucked up. Don't you, do you have your, do you still have your backup April ketubah? Oh no, that's gone. It's all gone. It's invalid because the wrong date. Wrong date, wrong signature. I was like, like, how could you give me the shitty pen? I know. Anyway. Of all things. I mean, yeah, signatures are important. If people were to use that as my signature match, like I could not recreate it. So signature match is stupid. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not more than than 2%. So Democrats largely – Democrats aren't saying like just let it through. They're saying – they use the word cure. They want to give people an opportunity to cure their ballots, which makes perfect sense. Voting is super important. It's like our fundamental right. Somebody should give you a call to say, hey, your vote. We're not sure about this. Do you want to try to clear this up? Like you said, okay, let's imagine that, you know, back in the day, the way that old, like maybe these crotchety old Republicans are like, but your signature, it's so <laughs> private. Maybe let's think of it like, like your password, like your email password. If you type it wrong once, it's like, that was wrong. You're Would you like to forever. try again? It's not like, bye. You're, you're locked done. out of your account eternally. Right. You, you have get one a couple try. chances. Right. And that's basically what they're doing with voting. You have Okay, but they chance. don't want you to get into your account. In this no. analogy, submit your ballot. Right. Absolutely not. They're not like, yeah. Do you think people would be interested in, in shop merchandise that says Flex the Franchise? Possibly. That Email could be us, fun. DM us. Yes. Yes. On this note, this is exciting. 
This isn't done yet, but I'm going to create a new email address just for podcast listeners because you guys have such thoughtful feedback. It's amazing. And sometimes our other communication lines just get a little bit bloated with spam and weird DMs. We don't and want all you that. to get lost in the DMs. Basically. Right. So I'm going to make one. I'll announce that by the end of the week once it's done. And then we'll like invite you to send lots of feedback. So I've also been thinking maybe we could do instead of WFH, we could do VFH, vote from home. Oh, like lots the- of options. Oh, and then you could have like a little mailbox. Maybe you could even use like, Cute. you've got mail. Yes. <laughs> Great. Merch brain, sub recording slash merch brainstorm. The best magic happens live. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of fucked up shit happening with votes not counting. Awesome. Yeah. So I think something that like I've been hearing a lot is a lot of people being like, well, when Biden wins, like Avi, Avi every day, he's like, there's no way Biden won't win in a landslide. I'm like, you're right that like if every American had to vote and it were like counted fairly, I believe that Biden yes. would win in a landslide. But unfortunately, the the vote itself is already going to be somewhat corrupt. Like it's impossible to get an actual accurate vote. Like even if nothing went wrong from here on out, to say that this was a fully nope. fair, free and fair election is not accurate. Like whether it's the, you know, whether it's obviously the disinformation on Facebook and Twitter and all these platforms, sure, that's like, that is foreign interference, literally. Um, There are so many issues with ballots and them being counted. And there are many states in which the lawmakers actually don't want ballots to be cast or counted. They want to prevent that from happening. So at this point, it's not even possible that we have like truly a fair election um, yeah, we have to go, yeah. we have to like go further than you can't just cancel out Trump votes with our votes. We have to like do a lot more votes, have a yeah. lot more voters, not vote more times individually. Right. Just don't to make do that, that clear since that's now in the we ether. We don't support that. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many issues like with ballots being counted. Um, We'll give an example. Um, There were many issues during the primaries that at least 500,000 ballots were not counted, according to totals from NPR and the Washington Post. In Wisconsin, which is widely considered the most important state in this election and a a huge breeding ground for voter suppression activities, nearly 2% of mail-in ballots were rejected in the April primary, according to the Wisconsin Election Commission, meaning one out of every 50 ballots was tossed out. That's like... You could be that person. Yeah, that's very like, easy right. to be two percent of something. Very easy. Yeah, surprisingly. You definitely know. You've probably, if you've lived, you've, I've probably encountered fifty people today just going outside. One of them, their vote doesn't count. Try to get your wedding guest list down to fifty, exactly. and then tell me that yeah. fifty people <laughs> is a lot. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So on top of okay, so that was in Wisconsin, but then you have Ohio where Republicans reject a proposal to prepay postage for ballots, meaning people have to get their own stamps, which is like crazy to me. I like know. it's truly insane. Um it is. the idea that uh people are going to procure stamps, like where do you you have to go to the post office, but they're trying to close the post offices yes. and uh where do people get the time? Oh, wait, everyone's yes. unemployed. So maybe they do have time. Fine. So no, it's, you're right. It's like it's these little wrong. things that if you have a lot going on in your life, like I can go get stamps. It's not a problem. I'm not, you know, be annoying. Though. It would be annoying. And I'm only going to do it because I'm very, very motivated. Right. If you're not super motivated and you live in 
maybe New York and you're not convinced your vote's going to matter and you have work and you don't have childcare, like you're not going to go out and buy stamps. Or if you don't find out that you need a stamp until the last second right. and it's too late. Like you have to be so on top of this and so informed and the average person is just not like it is so far at one end of the bell curve, the number of people who are like informed and aware of all the rules in their state. And the rules are so different everywhere that it's like all these small barriers add up. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Voting by mail is kind of a demographic matter because Democrats say they're more likely to vote by mail than Republicans. But about half of former Vice President Joe Biden supporters say they prefer to vote by mail, while 68% of Trump supporters say they prefer to vote in person on Election Day. Yeah, so <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know. I don't, you know, I know that I, I hear that and like something about that doesn't ring. Like, I think Republicans are not me. answering that poll sincerely, to be honest. Also, I think Don that Republicans Jr. just want to be like, no, fuck voting by mail. I'm going to go in person. I don't, yeah, I don't, I before of, this election, Republicans were all about getting their people to vote by mail. Right. So I think there's a little bit of confusion there. And he, Donald Trump might be screwing himself over because like he's saying don't vote by mail. And then Don Jr. is robocalling for voting yeah. by mail. So I think it might confuse people. But I actually so, think that because, so I feel like most Democrats are, either like hyped on getting Trump out and they're like actually paying attention to how to vote and they might go in person just to like guarantee that it counts. Um, even though right. without That's a handmark paper ballot where, yeah, same. Without a handmark paper ballot, how can you ever truly mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah. That's I so think- like ugh, unsettling because there are, there are some states that they, they, they do almost exclusively vote by mail, like Colorado and like Utah, like they have op- options if you have accessibility issues or you, there's just a, a really, a good, a good reason you don't want to do it that way. But it's like, 
some states it's like, like, like I said, like I have the option, I'm going to vote in person so I can be sure my vote counts. But there are people, it's like, if you live in Colorado, it's like, you know what, that's a bad example because their system is great. Like we talked, we interviewed the woman who built it on this podcast. Her name is Amber McReynolds. She actually works for a group called Vote From Home. Um, so that'll probably be fine. But that actually brings us to leaders of both parties. The USPS is fucking up again because they sent a mailer to all households. Apparently, I didn't get this, but um, the mailers basically said you have to request your mail ballot at least 15 days before November 3rd. Seems harmless. That's a... Uh, not really true. You should be. Do, you should do it now. <laughs> like we've been telling yeah. you for a month, you should do it now. Um, the ideal in an ideal situation, you're returning it at least two weeks out because of the potential to have a pretty clogged mail system. But both parties are basically freaking out about this mailer because it also said to request that. But again, some states have either universal vote by mail or have already planned for the pandemic to send people ballots automatically. So now those people are confused about what to do. And like you said, sowing confusion is one of the worst things for election integrity. I don't know anyone who's not confused personally. I know. Like, like literally everybody I know is somewhat confused about what to do. I don't know anyone who's like completely like, I got this. I know yeah. exactly. And it, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's always changing too. And, you know, like there are people ask us for that information, but there are 50 states and they're all different things and they're always changing. And you can have all your shit shut down and even go to jail if you share misinformation about elections. So it's also, it's like nobody knows what to do. Nobody can really figure out where the accurate information is to share in a, in a way that is beneficial. But I mean, the best advice I think is just go to your state's board of elections. It's probably not something you're in the habit of doing, but it really is going to vary a lot by state and they should have good answers or just call somebody. Like the people there know that everyone's confused. Yeah, that's true. You have to get on the phone. I know that's like the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Okay. So this brings us to a question I've been thinking about a lot. What do you think election day is going to be like election week? I want to hear from, I want to hear from everybody what they think it's going to be like so I can start managing I expectations. Too, actually. I'm so, con- I'm so uh, curious. Um, I think it's going to be like in our experience, like our tangible experience will be one of those days where we're just like glued to our TVs, our phones, all that stuff. Like March 12th, basically. Yes. Right. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of confusion. I think we're not going to have, no one's going to know anything. Everyone's just going to be kind of panicking and no one's going to know anything. And Trump's going to be tweeting crazy fucking shit. And it will be, like, I already feel the pit in my stomach. I know. You're going to feel that a few times, probably. It might... I feel it day to day now. <laughs> I know. When I when, when I see on Instagram the election is in 50 days, like, you might as well punch me in the stomach. Yeah. It is triggering. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was telling you, like, this, might, uh, this is a little off-brand for me, but I don't have sleep problems, and <laughs> I've been having sleep problems. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just going to have sleep them. problems. I've been up every night in the middle of the night doing Same. weird things. I can't like, go back to bed. I can't either. Like I've been on my phone. Also, I've been on my phone so much, like addicted. Yeah. yeah. Um, Say, oh, totally, totally. I mean, I was reading that was part of Bloomberg's rationale for specifically another reason he wanted to focus on Florida is because Florida apparently is pretty good about getting its results out quickly. I think they do start counting ballots um, before election day. If Biden wins Florida, He's, he's, he's might be pretty set. If Biden wins Florida, he, then he just needs to win one of like five more swing states. And he's ahead in all of them right now. Those margins are closer than we want them to be. But like everyone's worried about this red mirage where on election day, 
those stats we just talked about, if Republicans all go vote from person on election day, it might look like Trump's winning. And that's going to be scary because you're going to get a, a, who knows, who knows, Bill Barr is going to say the election's over. Who knows? Yes, that is a very strong possibility that Bill Barr is going to manipulate something, that there's going to have to be court cases, that this will extend for weeks or months. Like, I'm afraid we might not even have an answer until January 20th. Um, yeah. Also, something to talk about is the Senate, which even if Trump, quote unquote, wins, and by wins, I mean maintains power because <laughs> um, and the Democrats get the entirety of Congress, like that's another method of ending this nightmare. That's true. Um, it's not that's a good point. It's not as direct, but it is just as important because if Biden Biden needs the Senate so that anything can happen. Because if you have Biden, you have Mitch McConnell. Sure, like we don't have a complete psychopath um, in control of the nuclear codes, but you're not going. We're not going to be able to get anything done unless you and then stop the stuck. filibuster. But that's a different story. That's the whole thing. We were going to do an episode uh, debating that, but we all agreed on what we think should happen. Yeah, <laughs> all of those. Yeah, which we I all agree that it's probably going to get rid to of. Be re- the whole system needs to be reformed like so fundamentally so that we're not really under minority rule anymore. But I guess we'll find out in the next few months. Um, what do you think it's going to be like? <laughs> I, you know, I have fantasies that it's kind of like an 08 Obama blowout, but with Biden, I think that when we're talking about how close it's going to be and people are like, Oh my God, you, you only lost by, you know, 70,000 voters in these three States. I think that those people were voters. That was 2016 turnout where we know Democrats failed. Um, but I feel like so ma- that doesn't count all the people that are so much more motivated. So I, I, can, I am hopeful for a scenario where we are pretty confident of a Biden victory somewhat early. But I want to start – I'm going to prepare myself for like, – like I'm going to make plans for November 4th. Like I want to prepare myself to just not – I don't know. I'm scared. Good I'm plans scared. or scared plans? Good plans. Like go to brunch. I don't know. Why would I? Where, where, where am I going to go to brunch? My Starbucks downstairs? I don't know. It's also going to be cold. Out. Right. I know. Oh my God. It is going to be cold. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I can't be a poll worker because this is my yeah. job. Like, yeah. What, what are we going to say on the podcast that day? I, we had to come up with something. Tell we us what you want to hear that That's day. a great idea. Yeah, tell us what you want to hear that day. Hear that day. Um, we should do a fun episode. like a greatest hit so the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, fucking worst. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes – Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box 
and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash fever dream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. For the rest of the episode, just as sort of a content warning, we're going to be talking about immigration and some fairly disturbing stories. Um, pertaining to a whistleblower's complaint that came that came out. Um, a whistleblower complaint filed by several legal advocacy groups alleges that immigrants in an ICE detention center in Georgia are being subjected to horrific conditions and treatment, no shit, including jarring medical neglect and a high rate of hysterectomies among women. Okay. Um, the complaint was filed by a nurse named Dawn Wooten who worked at the Irwin County Detention Center in Georgia. She alleged that Irwin has underreported COVID-19 cases, knowingly placed staff and detainees at risk of contracting the virus, neglected medical complaints, and refused to test symptomatic detainees. And after this nurse saw what was going on and she repeatedly requ- uh, requested better conditions and her hours were cut to virtually nothing, which is like in labor law, very a pretty clear retaliation for yeah. speaking up. Um, and just to like underscore who benefits from all of this. The detention center is run by a for-profit company where at least guards and one member of the medical staff have died of COVID. So these are just people who put profit over people, no questions asked. So it's not really a surprise that they would like underplay the problem and have no like moral qualms about that. Yeah, right. And most disturbingly, Wooten said there was a suspiciously high rate of hysterectomies performed on immigrant women. I can't believe I'm saying this. I know. That is some Auschwitz shit. Unbelievable. Uh, While some, she said, appeared to be related to health issues, she found that the rate of the procedure was just alarming. She wrote, quote, everybody's uterus cannot be that bad. And again, she's been a nurse for 10 years. She described one doctor in particular who performed a lot of hysterectomies, including on a patient whose ovaries he accidentally removed. So she had a problem, some pain with one of her ovaries. He removed the wrong one. And so then he had to take out the one that she was having pain with anyway. And I believe she was a woman of, I don't know what childbearing age is, but my impression was she was then had to go tell her family that that was no longer in her future because of what this person did to her. So another detained immigrant or a detained immigrant corroborated these claims, telling Project South, which is a social justice organization, that she had spoken to five different women who had hysterectomies at the center. And that was in just a two-month period. She said, when I met all these women who had surgeries, I thought this was like an experimental concentration camp. It was like they're experimenting with our bodies. So according to the complaint, these women often do not understand why are they undergoing the procedure. These are people that a lot of them have not been in the country very long. Um, these procedures are performed by an offsite doctor, as we mentioned, who the whistleblower described as the uterus collector. I mean, can the fact that our country regularly commits crimes against humanity, these are sociopathic, insane things. I don't, what is going on? Yeah, I don't understand I'm, why we don't have somebody telling us, like p- placing sanctions on us. I know. I mean, 
we drove past the UN the other day. You told me you did yeah. this too. I like Help. looking at him. I'm like, I'm like, we, I'm like, what are you we, doing? We, we need you. <laughs> right. Can you please come monitor our election? I believe um, John Wooten was going to make a press conference basically while we're recording, but like, as I was reading the story, I was also promoting something by saying like, we don't want to end up in Gilead, but it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, there is, there is no excuse. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just don't, I don't have words for it. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it, it, this is not, to me, this is not far from like these, these are related to the like six week abortion bans. It's like, these people don't think that primarily poor women have like a right to make decisions about their future. Like it's yeah. just that you would take that in your own hands. It's a toxic, it's not about life. It's evil. Clearly it's not no. about life. It's a toxic relationship and fascination, almost a fetish that some of these people have with, with women's bodies and their, the way that they can control them. There's no... There's no other way that you earn a nickname the uterus collector. I'm sorry. Other than like when you're not uh, when you know you're not clearly performing procedures for any real necessary reason. Right. Right. It's not like I, I mean, I can't even think of a comparison. I'm trying to think of something when you're at the doctor and they're like, I'm gonna be in there anyway. Want me to take out your appendix or so? I don't know. Some it, it's not like Oh while you're here, you want a flu shot. Nobody wants a, a hysterectomy unless they no their it uterus is, has betrayed them or they have pain or like that's not while you're here. Let me just do this for you. No, no, it's a massive. How do you make that decision for someone? It's a yeah, it's, it's gonna, a massive violation. I mean, HIPAA is like the least of the problems. <laughs> like right, it's, and I don't know. I mean, was this doctor speaking to them in Spanish? I or their native language? I mean. All of these women it. who this happened to should get millions and millions in damages, and that won't fix what happened to them. But um, it's America in 2020. Yeah. Look, America tells us every day what it values, and it values money. So they should pay those women money. Yeah. All right. Um, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end with, until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betch Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.